uh, thanks for taking time out of your day, man. I appreciate it. Oh, anytime. Chris, you're the head coach at Tawila Jiu-Jitsu. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Awesome. Not a lot of people say when they don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, dude, you've trained with Eddie Bravo, Pablo Afonso, and tons of other guys, man. You know, being trained with those guys, how how much confidence does that give you going into your gym as a coach and, and competing as your, for yourself? Um, I'm not sure confidence would be the right word. What I would say is it gives me um, just a lot of different knowledge from a lot of different people. And when it comes to Eddie Bravo and both Pablo as well, um, I've trained with Eddie at a few seminars. He yeah. did give me my blue belt, but I really got that from R.W. Pegau, um when he was running 10 Planet Spokane. But then they got molded into Warrior Camp right about the time uh, that I got my blue belt, which was about four years in. Now, you opened up your gym, if I did my research correctly, back in 2015. What inspired right. you to do that? Um, well, there's just not a lot to do in this little town for kids and stuff like that. So okay. um, usually they'll end up smoking cigarettes at the park or something like that instead of uh, doing something positive with their life if they're not given the opportunities. So I wanted to be one of the guys in the town that um, really pushes stuff like that for kids, just like um, another guy in the community, Roan Katzer, opened up a gym that's 24 hours and it's awesome. It's got like golf simulators and climbing walls and oh, wow. a boxing ring and all kinds of cool stuff like that. So we're trying to get the kids to go in a little bit more positive direction, like just in this town in general, because there's really not a lot for them to do. As I was looking around and trying to, trying to research on you there, not only have you competed in jiu-jitsu, but it sounds like you fought back in the day, right? Yes, I did. Uh, when I first um, went down to the hip pit that was below Spokane Boxing, um, okay. while wow, like uh, whatever 10 years ago was in 2009, probably, I went down there and the first thing I told my coach was I want to fight three times and I said whether I lose all three or win all three I'm doing that and then I'll go from there and so uh, I fought my first fight and 20 minutes before I was supposed to fight they came in and told me that my opponent got changed which happens a lot at amateur shows sure 20 minutes before is a bit recent you know Um, so anyway, I was, uh, as I get into the cage, he's already in there and they're announcing his stuff. And I was having kind of an out of body experience because like when you've never met somebody before and all of a sudden the bell goes ding and you got to go try to punch him in the face really hard. Yeah. I'm just not a violent guy, okay. you know? So like, I don't have any reason to be mad at this guy. So it's kind of seems surreal, <laughs> you know? And, and, uh, anyway, his record was five and two and he had five knockouts and it was my first fight. Oh, wow. Um, and I didn't know that. And I'm glad that I wasn't really present at the time because he might've got six knockouts okay. because he came, uh, walking across the cage and he pulled a punch from his back pocket, which I wasn't used to in sparring because like people just don't do that, yeah. you know? And, uh, he swung at me as hard as he could and connected and thank God it was about right here on my face, okay. which is a place that you can kind of take a punch pretty well. You know, it wasn't behind the ear or on the chin or, you know, and, uh, my, I swole up immediately and he beat the hell out of me in the first round. And then, uh, I ended up, uh, worming my way into a triangle position in the second round and tapped him out. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> so it was kind of a crazy fight, but it seems like every time that I fight, I always get beat up in the first round. Okay. And I don't know what that is. I think it's probably because I'm just not a violent person. And uh, it's I don't think it's time to fight until somebody hits me in the face really hard. Right? Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Absolutely. Now, how many times did you actually end up fighting? Did you fight the three times? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, I, fought, I fought again the, uh, my second fight, and it was at the hub where we uh, have seen each other and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, I was fighting a kid named Martise Kennedy, and um, he was one of the scariest looking dudes you've ever seen. He had a red mohawk and this giant black dude, and uh, he missed weight by 14 pounds. And uh, Joel Thomas was coaching me at that time at that fight, and he said that if he didn't cut some weight overnight that he wasn't going to let me fight. And I had trained for two months, and I was just like, no, 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 I don't care how much he weighs, we're fighting. You know, like, it's, I trained too hard to let a few pounds make a difference. I didn't care. Yeah. I ended up, same kind of thing happened to me at that fight. 
that I went for a guillotine against the cage and he slammed me down and I lost all my wind because I got the wind knocked out of me. And so he moved him out and thank God they weren't stopping fights uh, like they have been lately, you know, like because it seems like at the amateur shows, they're kind of a, kind of quick on the trigger, in my opinion, to a certain extent. Sure. Um, not all the time, obviously, but there's uh, that's subjective, you know. Anyway, he rained punches on my face for about the last two minutes of the first round and uh, I couldn't, I now I can escape that position much easier than I could then. <laughs> right. But, uh, Anyway, uh, the same kind of thing happened. Um, I went for a guillotine again. He slammed me down again in the second round. But uh, thank God my coaches were like closest enough for me to like touch on the cage. And uh, they told me how to uh, get into a triangle position again. So I ended up with a triangle off my back as well. So that was pretty cool. But my third fight that I got into uh, was against Grant Swalley. And uh, we fought at 160 pounds. And I'd previously been fighting at 170. And I was just like, well, I was like, I can lose 10 more pounds if I just really get after it. You know, as it turns out, losing 24 pounds in 20 days was a lot. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I was very, very well prepared for that fight. And it's actually my favorite fight, which is why I'm uh, gravitated towards coaching. Because if you asked a fighter what their favorite fight was and they said it was the one they lost, you'd be like, well, that's a really weird thing to say. We had a great fight for for the first two rounds and then in the beginning of the third round i went for a sloppy takedown because i was way too tired from cutting weight and he was the better man that day you know he beat me fair and square and i've congratulated him many times and it had i also got one of my favorite pictures that i've ever seen out of that fight but that was my favorite one because i was the most prepared i looked the best i accomplished one of the hardest things i've ever done which is making 160 pounds at 62 you know i hadn't weighed that much since i was a freshman in high school probably and i, I was like 32 when that happened <laughs> right right wow you ended up fighting three times what made you decide because you said you're not a violent person what made you decide to actually get into mma in the first place well actually this is kind of interesting because uh, i have a friend who's five feet tall and um he was actually born with his legs backwards Oh, and wow. 40 surgeries uh, as a kid, they turned him around back straight. And I don't know how this is even possible. He's tried to explain it to me, but I'm not a doctor. But he doesn't even have any kneecaps, but he walks around just fine. Okay. And he actually signed up for a cage fight one day because and all he's ever done is wrestled. And this was 10, maybe 11 years ago. I was like, dude, I was like, what are you trying to fight for? I was like, you never had any fights or anything like that. And he's like, yeah, he's just like, I just want to fight. And I was just like, all right. And uh, so I cornered him with my friend Brian, which is ridiculous now that I think about it today because we had no business doing anything <laughs> he goes to fight this kid and uh his opponent didn't show up so this other kid that w weighed like 145 pounds wanted to fight him because his opponent didn't show up either and my friend's like man he's like i weigh like 115 pounds you know like and you're like 145 and this kid had a duffel bag with uh mitts in it and shin pads and stuff like that and back then people usually didn't roll like that you know like not that i ever noticed <laughs> and uh, so i'd had a few beers and so I was like, well, I'll fight you, you know, like, and I don't even know what made me say that. And the kid was like, well, he's like, how much do you weigh? And I was like, I don't know, 180, something like that. And he's so he says to me, he's just like, well, he's like, I don't think I want to do that. And I was like, well, that's kind of the same thing you're trying to do to my friend. Now you're just on the underside of the coin rather than the top. And thank God he didn't say yes, because that kid would have beat the shit out of me that day. <laughs> There's no way I would have won. I had no idea how to fight. Yeah. Like I'd never done anything like that in my life I, hadn't, I haven't been in a fist fight outside what we're uh, what i'm teaching and stuff like that in cage fighting since i was in eighth grade and i'm very proud of that yeah. you know um, uh, it was kind of funny because i don't know what made me say that but you know like i said i'm so glad you said no because uh, i would have gotten beaten up that day sure <laughs> sure sure absolutely now you coach at tarila jiu-jitsu i've got i've talked to josh dental on my show before the guy's right. an absolute beast who else out of your camp uh, should us fans be looking for? One of the uh, ones that is flying a little bit under the radar lately because he just got married um, is Adam Countryboy Collins. 
Okay. Uh, he's also undefeated. Um, he was actually uh, slated to fight Corey Cook uh, in a title fight, but um, that was like uh, we ag agreed to that fight, and then like a week after that, he decided that he was going to get married on June second, so or on June first rather. And so I was like, "Hey, man, I was just like, either you have the coolest wife in the world, and she's going to let you really train for this title fight, or." let's do something different and concentrate on your marriage because that's obviously way more important than an amateur title fight. Yeah. You know, he, he agreed with me. And, um, uh, so we're kind of looking to see what's next for him. Okay. Um, and, uh, I'm hoping to get him into maybe a combat jujitsu match, maybe in this uh, next upcoming proving grounds card. And I got a few guys that want to come do that. So that should be fun. Cool. And hopefully I do too, but, uh, I just, I've had a bum shoulder since last Christmas. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> gotcha, man. Well, hopefully that heals up for you there. Well, you know, martial arts, it's, it's such a, a mental game versus even a physical game. Right. And I mean, so what things do you do to prepare mentally for fights or competitions when you're trying to train for, you know, combat jujitsu or anything like that nowadays? Well, mentally, it's kind of weird for me because I do treat it as a sport and not as a, a physical conflict. You know, like um, if I get hit in a fight or um, if I get hit sparring or something like that, what goes through a lot of people's heads, I would imagine, is um, it's like very shocking and it's probably painful, you know. Um, but once it's happened, I don't really uh, like to admit this or whatever, but thousands Thousands of times, you know, because I don't really like to think about how many times I've been hit in the head. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, like I, I look at it as a game. So when I get hit, I'm like, oh, man, I should have had my hand up or I should have been in a different position or something like that. So to me, um, it's much like somebody would prepare for a basketball game or something like that, um, because to me, it's not necessarily violent, even though, you know, it's kind of hard to look at it through that lens if you're outside the sport. Right. Right, yeah, absolutely. Do you have a favorite fighter that you follow? It's always had to be Vanderlei Silva. Okay, okay, man. And the reason why is just because uh, I would never advise any of my fighters to fight like that, yeah. even though sometimes it's hard to get Josh not to. Right. Um, because <laughs> once he gets hit, he just wants to hit him back really hard, and I'm trying to get him to set back and reset and not going in, you know, a little wild. But, you know, he's still young and stuff like that. But Vanderlei just goes in guns blazing and i don't know if you i'm sure you have but if you ever seen his fight with brian stan that was the toughest fight for me ever to pick somebody to root for because brian stan might be one of the best human beings that's ever walked the planet and yeah. uh, Van silva's my favorite fighter you know so um but that was the greatest fight i've ever seen in my life probably but so him probably and just having the nickname the axe murderer is just cool all right absolutely yeah <laughs> brian stan is one of the coolest guys i actually partnered with his organization called higher heroes usa Back in yes. 2012, so we've been partnered with those guys since uh, seven years now, and we donate 25% of our profits to those guys, man. And he's not part of Higher Heroes anymore, but he launched that thing, man, and, and that guy has always been one of my favorite fighters as well. Wanted to shift to a couple of fun questions there, but what type of music do you listen to, man? Is it Do you have a favorite band or a favorite type of music that you listen to? It kind of depends on what I'm doing, uh, because I drive an hour back and forth to work because I work in Spokane and I live up here in Chewila. Yeah. So I'm always listening to podcasts back and forth to work, and you know whether it's yours, whether it's Rogan, whether it's Fighter and the Kid or whatever it is. So back and forth to work, there's really no music. But uh, just because I've, I've listened to it, you know, I don't need to hear, uh, you know, whatever song again. Um, but when I am running on the treadmill, I prefer to listen to rap music. But that's about the only time I listen to rap music, okay. you know, because I like running the beat, you know, and I don't really care what song it is just as long as the beat's good. Yeah. But uh, as far as regular music, if it was just on, if I was just hanging out outside of the barbecue or something like that, probably some, you know, any kind of classic rock or, you know, and it's kind of bums me out that bands like Green Day are, you know, in that category now. So, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Absolutely. What's a favorite cheat meal for you? Oh, I kind of eat whatever I want because I uh, I go to the gym regularly uh, besides going to the jiu-jitsu gym. Yeah. So um, I try to say no to sweets nine out of ten times, but um, my girlfriend happens to be an amazing cook. So uh, that's kind of hard to say no sometimes. Sure. But like a good cheat meal, if I could pick anything I want, I want to eat as many cram- king crab legs if I can stuff in my face. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, Chris, I wanted to give you an opportunity too, man, to just give a shout out to fighters, coaches, teammates, anything like that, man. The video is all yours. All right. I actually gave this a little bit of thought uh, okay. because I've heard you uh, give this opportunity to people before. Yeah. Um, but I- what I would like to do is uh, a lot of people would be selfish with this time, but I want to give a, a shout out to the Proving Grounds promotion for um, being very ethical when it comes up to uh, pairing up their fighters and their fights and stuff like that. They never make lopsided decisions. Obviously, there's going to be some quick fights from time to time. That's just the game. But I've had them, uh, you know, offer us fights and stuff like that. And I'm just like, ah, like it's we're not ready for that one yet. And they they're they're not just like, well, either fight this guy or you can fight on a different card. They they like they're very understanding guys like Daniel Swain and uh, one another guy that's um, that's a really good uh, up and comer guys. Uh, he's really um, young and stuff like that. But uh, Nick Mason Holder is one of the like best dudes that I've uh, met. And I've only seen him a few times. I talked to him for about a half an hour on the phone about the upcoming uh, WFC event that's happening. Yeah. And I might get a couple of guys to box in that. But uh, I was talking to him on the phone and I had to ask him how old he was. And he told me 23 and I was just like, really? I was like, because uh, you're talking to me like somebody that's in their 40s, you yeah. know, and he's just he's a very like mature for his age, just genuinely good dude. And Absolutely. so I would have to say uh, shout out to Nick Mason Holder and uh, the Proving Grounds promotion. That's awesome. Yeah, I've met Nick. He's actually been on my show previously. Amazing guy. And what he's doing with WFC and other promotions right now and matchmaking and all that. He's doing an awesome job. I got to agree with you on that, man. He's a really, really good dude. Chris, thank you so much, man, for your time today, man. I appreciate it. I'm excited to see where your camp goes, man. And obviously you got a bunch of warriors coming out of there. Looking forward to seeing everybody back in the cage soon. And hopefully you can heal up soon, man. I appreciate your time. Hey, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for hanging around. Really appreciate it. If you'd like to see more videos from Top Rated MMA and the Bearded Biz Show, please click the playlist and also hit subscribe to our channel. Become part of the Top Rated MMA and Bearded Biz community. We would really appreciate your support. Also, please leave a comment below. I will read and respond to all of them. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day.